This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Good afternoon and welcome. Where to begin? We have developments on all fronts, major developments since we went off the air yesterday. Starting closest to home, the mayor and the police chief say they have a plan to deal with increased gun violence by temporarily beefing up night shifts, which is when most of those incidents occur. And meanwhile, uh, much of the downtown core has a huge increased police presence and has some streets blocked off as they are talking about an unspecified, unconfirmed and uncorroborated threat, uh, which seems to be focused around the CN Tower. Provincially, the Ford government delivered on two of its most controversial promises. It suspended the sex ed curriculum reverting to the 1998 version, and it announced the the departure of Hydro One CEO Mayo Schmidt, the guy Doug Ford kept referring to as the $6 million man during the campaign. And he's settling for a measly $400,000 rather than the $10 million that his contract allowed for under certain circumstances. So Schmidt will be followed out the door by the entire board of directors. Some people say there must be something else going on here. I'm not so sure about that. We'd like to hear from you. The numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. Right now, let us go to Bob Richardson, Senior Counsel to National Public Relations, and John McEtitian, Political Consultant and President of Bradgate Research. Hi there. Good afternoon. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Let's start with you, John. Were you surprised that this happened so quickly? Um, yes. Uh, I mean, all all parties that uh, win come in with some version of a platform. Uh, but the speed at which Ford is uh, working, especially with the majority government, I think uh, he's second to none in what he's accomplished in a short period of time. And, and I've also been uh, uh, surprised by the, the clarity in what he's done, and I'm looking forward to the, to the House resuming so that the NDP and the Liberals can apologize for saying things like the uh, $6 million man and the board being gone, which they said was impossible during the campaign have already happened before the legislature resumes. And uh, before we get to Bob, John, do you have a theory about um, how that happened? Do you think there's something else going on behind the scenes? Um, There's a lot going on behind the scenes. Uh, The question is what? And I think there's, uh, I don't think to uh, uh, the previous president or the board, it was any secret. They were listening to the campaign. They knew their days were, uh, were numbered. And uh, people in those situations uh, usually do the right thing and try to uh, come up with a, a reasonable and quick uh, uh, exit. Uh, people would rather retire than be fired. It's always better on your resume. 
it's always better to make friends uh, or try to make friends with the government or anybody who's taking over a board. And, you know, uh, hostility in the business world, uh, you know, is preferred not to exist, but uh, sometimes it does. Uh, Bob, uh, welcome. Do you have any theories about how Mayo Schmidt was persuaded to take 400000 instead of $10 million? Well, look, uh, this guy is hugely employable. Uh, what he was being paid, whether you like it or not, is similar to what other uh, CEOs running major public utilities are being paid in the marketplace. Andy not Willis, in this it, marketplace. <laughs> well, uh, Andy Willis, well, given the size and scope of the co- uh, co- uh, uh, company, uh, the answer is yes, it is. Uh, sorry, that's fact, not fiction. But um, uh, Andy Willis uh, clearly outlined that uh, this morning in the, in the Globe and Mail. So a guy like Mayo Schmidt will go off and he will do something else quite successfully someplace else. I think what Andy Willis made a good point at uh, this morning in the Globe is, you know, uh, you're not going to get a first-rate person to run uh, a public utility that size if you're not going to pay, pay them the market rates. So that's really what was going on in, in this case. I understand the politics of it. Uh, I thought that they moved quickly on the politics of it, which is good for them. Um, but the truth of the matter on the entire energy file is all three parties mm. in the last five or six years have done a terrible job on, the, uh, on it. And I don't think this action helps improve that in one iota. Um, okay, that was uh, one of the things that, that the Liberals kept saying. I mean, uh, the CEO of other utilities in Canada, and granted they may be smaller, is nowhere near what Mayo Schmidt was getting. Well, yeah. well, you know, if you want to compare a Manitoba Hydro to Ontario Hydro, Hydro-Quebec, that's, absurd, that's an absurdity, Libby. And quite frankly, so is uh, Hydro-Quebec uh, that doesn't have nuclear operations. So, I mean, we can either have the absurd conversation or we can have the real conversation comparing uh, public utilities of a certain size and scope and, uh, and, and that require a certain ex- expertise. It's the difference between running a 7-Eleven and a Walmart. So, I mean, uh, so we can have the absurd conversation or we can have the real conversation. You choose. Well, John, uh, uh, John, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, if I can jump in for a second. Uh, so if you want to deal with straight facts, the only fact that we're clear on is that one political party in Ontario, not two, not three, have had the uh, power to govern Ontario for the last 15 years. And one party did a terrible job. We'll find out how well... Doug Ford and the PCs do in the four years ahead, and we'll see what kind of criticisms or uh, helpful uh, suggestions the NDP come along with. But the reality is the only fact as far as party performance is the Liberals suck. Everybody in Ontario knew it. Not even the Liberal Party membership knew it. And that's the reason they got the worst drumming in modern political history. Uh, I, I, my only comment on the the settlement is, uh, you know, I was a business reporter for a long time, covered politics, covered business. Politicians are used to getting a lot of heat and a lot of criticism, very vocal, but CEOs generally are not. I think they're used to being uh, treated with a, a huge amount of admiration and respect and a lot of people around them. And uh, I think he probably didn't have a good time with what was going on in the campaign. Well, well, on top of everything else, the board and the senior management there, if I may say so, were tone deaf. First of all, what are you doing having an annual meeting right in the middle of a writ period, uh, which is not very smart to do um, if, 
if your minority shareholder, 47% is the government of Ontario, two on top of that, increasing their salaries and increasing their board fees at that time could not have been dumber. So, you know, they're, they're, they've reaped a little bit of what they've sowed here. And I, I have some sympathy for Doug Ford and have some sympathy for those who were astonished at the stupidity of the board and the senior management conducting themselves the, the, the way that they did. So uh, it's, it's not entirely black and white. Uh, in terms of uh, John's uh, comment, I'm going to stick by what I said. All three parties, including the period of time that Mike Harris and Ernie Eves were in there, have done a crappy job on the energy file. They let the transmission go. They didn't do the upgrades that were required. There were a whole variety of different things I could go into. And by the way, the the Ray guys weren't any better, nor were the Peterson. My point is, interventions by Ontario politicians has messed up the, uh, the, uh, the energy file for a long period of time. I'm hoping we, we do better over the next four years. Oh, I, I can certainly uh, agree on that. If there's any file that's messed up, it is that one. Uh, let's hear from Gerald and Maxwell. Hi, Gerald. Hello, Debbie. How are you? Fine. How are you? I'm reasonable. Okay, go ahead. You're on the air. Well, my comment was just how pleased I am to be rid of a $6 million man. Does anyone merit that kind of compensation for anything? Um, well, a lot I of mean, people get the, that the and a lot just, more, but uh, that's a good the question. Leafs, the Leafs just, pardon me, the Leafs just signed John Tavares to a contract for $11 million for seven years, but he is... A proven commodity. A proven commodity. He can produce. What has this other okay. person done? Okay, Gerald, thanks besides for that. Take, besides take his money. Okay, Gerald, thanks for that. All right, Jim in Hanover. Hi, Jim. Hello. I think Mr. Ford's doing very well for a non-politician. See well, what he's, when you get somebody that doesn't lie in there like these politicians and tells the truth? Oh, he's a politician. Come on. Not officially. <laughs> Not officially. Very officially. And he has been for a while, actually. Uh, but uh, we won't argue with that. You think that's a, that you're, are you impressed with the way they dealt with uh, getting rid of the board? Yes, and uh, very quickly. Didn't take years to do it either. Okay. Two weeks. All right. Thanks, Jim. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Well, yeah, I think that's something that would go over well with uh, people. Uh, I was surprised, as were a lot of other people, about the cancellation of this wind plant uh, as a priority. Uh, what do you make of that, John? Uh, well, it's, it's clear that he's listening to caucus. I mean, that, uh, like uh, many policies, uh, some of them are have far-reaching implications in certain electoral districts. And, uh, you know, he listened to his caucus members who said, look, this thing is going on. It needs to be stopped. It needs to be stopped fast. And, uh, you know, I'm sure that Mr. Ford listened to, you know, caucus, and they all agreed. And that's why it's been put up as one of the three most important time-sensitive uh, things to be cancelled. 
Okay. And uh, Bob Richardson, uh, we have to uh, wrap this segment up very shortly. What do you think in general of uh, the performance over the first couple of weeks? And what, where do you think some pitfalls are for them? You know what? I got to tell you, I think it's actually gone pretty well for them. I don't think that they've made any major uh, errors. I may disagree with them on sex ed or cutting this funding for repairs to schools or this or that issues, but they were clear on a number of those things in the election and they're going ahead and doing what they said. I thought he put a lot of safe pairs of hands in cabinet positions, Vic Fidelity, uh, you know, Jim Wilson, Christine Elliott, and he's also got some good new people to uh, Carolyn Mulroney, Rod Phillips, as an example. I think one of the key things that they have learned to do that Kathleen Wynne and her people were terrible at was not overexposing yourself. This guy has not done a lot of press conferences. He's not done a lot of things with the media. He's gone back to being what I would say more traditional Ontario premier like uh, Mike Harris was or McGinty or Peterson. Um, She was out uh, doing five events a day and doing two or three press conferences and people got fed up with her. So I think they're managing both their communications well their people well, and, you know, frankly, their processes generally well at this point, even if I don't agree with them on everything. Okay. John, I'm assuming uh, that you're on board with that. <laughs> yep. Okay. Yeah. No, i, I, I got to tell you, I actually wondered, uh, looking at all the announcements yesterday, and given that Sony's supposed to be a two-week sitting in the legislature, if he accomplishes most everything he said in the campaign for all those naysayers, what does he do when he comes back in the fall if he's already passed most of his uh, agenda? Well, I guess we'll find out. There's a throne speech uh, at one o'clock when we get off the air. So uh, I'm going to wrap up this segment. Thank you so much, John McEtitian and Bob Richardson. Thanks, Libby. Okay. Bye bye. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.